episode, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. Uh, with me, I have Christopher Minori with me once again. And you know what? Every single time you're on, something winds up happening. I don't know what's going on, man. I just keep breaking your show. Jesus, last time I was on. Uh, yeah, it was with the weather. That's right. It's uh, I had to use my hotspot, I think. This time, we keep losing each other. Right. I don't even know why you keep inviting me. I really don't. I just think I just want you to wreck my show as much as possible, and hopefully people will still tune in. I think that's what it is. Well, you're there, man. That's that's kind of my thing. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate for you to do that at the low budget of zero out of zero. That's always nice. It's always a pleasure to have, for you to do that for me. Um, <laughs> but anyways, guys, I, like I said, it's it's. I just want to say this. It's great to have you back on the show. Um, I did run into a little bit of mic problems for somehow or another. My computer decided to disconnect my microphone during uh, the intro. So, with that being said, let's go ahead and get into our Batman review. <laughs> so, this is my first time seeing Batman. I did not know. I didn't even know what to expect. Really, I saw the trailer, and when I saw the trailer for this movie, I'm like, okay. So you have this novice, rich kid that puts out a hit. On Santa Claus, I'm like, okay, I like where this is going because it's something original, something that I haven't seen before. This is also a dark comedy. And also, too, you have Walter Goggins, who's actually one of my favorite actors coming oh, off so of Sons of Anarchy. And it doesn't matter if the movie sucks. If a movie sucks or anything like that, Walter Goggins is going to act his ass off no matter what, especially oh, when he's great, justified man. and everything, too. So that's another thing I uh, that I enjoyed was the casting for this film. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, it was it was great. But yeah, like I said before, it's about this spoiled Brad. He winds up putting a hit out on Santa Claus, and and so, anyways, he gets Walter Goggins to go ahead put a hit on on Santa Claus, and then now it's war between Walter Goggins and Santa, which is played it's by Mel Gibson. And you know, it starts off with um, Chris Krangle. He's down on his lock. You know, he lives with his wife named Ruth. And he runs a Christmas present shop on a farm near the town of North Peak, which is actually a little bit of a North Polish kind of vibe to it because of the fact that the North Peak, North Pole kind of thing. And then, of course, uh, with his income on the decline because too many children are becoming too vicious, the United States government, who maintains an interest in share in Christ's business, sends Captain Jacobs to propose a two-month contract for producing components for a new jet fighter for the U.S. military. Meanwhile, you have the snobbish kid that I was mentioning, and what he and this is what he what else he does. He winds up threatening this little uh, lower elementary school girl in a science fair because of the fact he got a second place ribbon. Also, too, this this rich bastard uh, that I couldn't really stand also is also taking advantage of his mother or his grandmother his and yeah. stealing money. You also have him threatening this poor little girl who won first place when he won first place all the other times, and he thinks that it's in his. Um, pretty much he thinks that it's just in his DNA to get first place all the time. But that's the things that really intrigued me with this movie. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, he was stealing that money to to pay off this hitman, right? Right. <laughs> I mean, that's why he was stealing it, was to pay off the hitman, which is, uh, you know, I mean, you'd think his, his allowance would cover it. 
right? Rich kid like <laughs> that. You figure he could, but no, he's got to steal from grandma, who is vicious. I mean, like, she seems sweet to start, but then she's like, I'm going to get that little rat, whoever did this, right? So she's kind of vicious herself, right? And probably they come from a mm. whole line of, of family viciousness. To be honest with you, though, with the grandmother, I don't blame her for being pissed off. She doesn't even know what's going on or why her bank account is being hijacked or anything like that either or where her money is going. So she has every right to be pissed off. But the person that she should be pissed off at with is her grandson who's taking all her money. Right. right. Which she doesn't realize. She's kind of taking care of him, I guess. His dad's always gone, right? And his mom... His mom is too, right? Or no, they don't really mention the mom, do they? No, they don't really mention the mom or, or anything like that. They just mentioned that um, the kid's uh, dad is always out of town working and things like that. Yeah, the the the, the first great line in that movie is when uh, is when the kid realizes he's gotten a uh, coal and he goes running outside and he's got that coal in his hand. He's holding it to the sky and he's like, "You just made your big mistake, fat man." It's like, <laughs> oh, that's that's fucking awesome, and you just know you're in for an awesome ride at that point. Exactly, and Billy is the uh, the snobbish kid's name, by the way, uh, but Billy is acting like he's a grown-up but he's like only 10 years old if that and hey brandy um but yeah he's just a 10 year old kid who's playing office uh, in his upstairs grandma in his dad's office telling the maids go go to bed and stuff like that because he has business to attend to which is actually having walter goggins to uh to put a hit out on santa and also do all his dirty bidding also too I like how Walter Goggins goes ahead and kidnaps the little girl. And That's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's just like, what did he do? He just picked her up and he brings her there. And then you wonder, like, would, like what if she said, I am going to tell on you, right? I think he'd probably kill her, man. I think it's, he would. It, he's awesome in that. He really is. I, I've liked him in other stuff. I first saw him in The Shield. And then... Okay. Um, of course, Cowboy and uh, Aliens, he, he was great in. Um, and uh, he's just great in this as a bad guy, right? He's just got a, a, a crazy way about him. And, and and the reason he's happy to go after Santa is because uh, he got screwed. Apparently, what was it? He wanted his, his parents died, I think. And he wanted them brought back. And, of course, Santa can't do that. And so that's it. Santa's got to go. So right. it's um he's I'd say he gets set off pretty easily. Most definitely, especially when you see him taking other people's belongings that Santa made for everybody else <laughs> and making him pay <laughs> uh, making them pay for the stuff that Santa made. As a matter of fact, if anybody's wondering how does he know what Santa made and Santa didn't, Sa- uh, Santa actually has his name underneath the toy. To show that he's actually shows some authenticity of him making the toy, so right, that's actually right. how you know that it's a Santa brand. But only I by that was original actually... Santa brand, no no imitations. Right. <laughs> um, but I have to laugh at Billy though. He gets these oven mittens when he goes down the stairs. He's eating a peanut butter jelly sandwich like a normal ten or eleven year old would do, and then here comes Walter Goggins. He says, "I got her." And puts her in the chair 
And then Billy goes on ahead, gets these jumper cables and threatens her with the jumper cables. He goes, if you do not uh, let me have my first place ribbon, I will go ahead and I will hook you up to this, uh, to, to the jumper cables and you will die. And then of course, Walter Goggins goes on ahead, brings her back to the house after she agrees with to Billy that she will wind up saying, Hey, look, I was in the wrong. I should have gone second place and not first place. So Walter Goggins goes, you were out. You, you were out. You were uh, busy Christmas shopping. She goes, I, I don't have any money. You lost track of time. And this is a guy who's like really taking this job serious. Oh, like it's not enough that he's threatening her and her mom and her dad with death, but what's your dog's name? You know, I'll, I'll kill Jojo too, or whatever that dog's name was, man. It's not enough. It's not the right. I think she would have been okay if he was just going to kill the parents, but when he goes after the dog, that's that's raw. That's pretty it's like wrong. going after John Wick, to be honest with you. John Wick right, exactly. <laughs> Go after John Wick's dog. Um, yeah, it was. It's. Uh, it's. It's. You know, it just came out last year. It's a. Uh, everybody's really into these kind of what are off the wall uh, Christmas movies, like Die Hard. That's the one everyone throws out. Oh, Die Hard's a Christmas movie, and um, this one just came out of nowhere to me, and. Uh, I just I, I saw it last year when it first came out. And I was just like, this is ridiculously good, you know, and, and it's funny because Mel Gibson, we're supposed to hate him now. Right. Because he, he's a crazy racist. But um, he's so good in this. Right. He really right. is good in this thing, man. I, I hate to say it, but he, he is as kind of t- it's like lethal weapon. He's, he's playing Murtaugh as Santa. Right. Right. He's basically Murtaugh, where he's like, basically, he's just sick of this shit. He just wants to live a quiet life of making... Or is it Riggs? Um, he's Riggs. Murtaugh's... Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's uh, like just Riggs. He's just Martin Riggs. But this just works so well. I believe if this wasn't a pandemic last year, this might have gotten released in like limited theaters. And then if it got some buzz around it, it might have winded up doing a little bit better in the movie theaters, I think. Yeah, I think so. although DVD. I think it's kind of become it's already becoming a little bit of a cult uh, film, I think, um, you know, you just uh, well, you know, on, on our Facebook pages, we we um, we kind of advertised it, uh, the, the review here. And I was just getting all kinds of people who are just like, oh, man, I love that movie. That movie's great. Right. New classic. It is a classic. As far as I'm concerned, it's a classic. <laughs> It's not a classic, but it's good. It's really it's going to be a classic, though. It's going to be. It one will of those someday. It'll about. be right up there with the Grinch. Definitely, but the thing, or like I said, hard. this is an original concept. You know, of you know, it's supposed all holiday movies are supposed to be you know happy, jolly. With Santa, he's just basically just tired of everything. He just wants to go ahead, shoot some guns, and that's all he wants to do. He wants to shoot some guns, make some weapons for the military make sure that the quota is there. And then, of course, I also like how he goes into this bar and he's ordering a drink and this bar and the barkeeper is basically just uh, hitting on this other guy who happens to be married. And <laughs> and he goes, hey, you're, you're a married man. Uh, I know who you are. I'm just going to use a fake name. I, your name is Mike. And you have three beautiful kids and you're, wife, and you're married. He goes, don't get me wrong. She's a nice girl, the bartender, but, right. you know, she tries to go out and she tries to sleep with everybody. 
and I don't, yeah. and you know that you don't want to ruin your marriage. And so next thing you know, it Mike walks out, and then the bartender comes back. She goes, "Really?" And again, <laughs> because he always does <laughs> every time. Every time you show up, I go home alone. That's what she says. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it, it's funny because it, you know you you forget he's Santa, right? I mean, at his core, that's who he is. He's Santa, and you forget that. And um, and then he knows every single person who who he meets. Right. You know, hey, Mike, you know, you wanted this or you did this or, you know, like everybody he, he knows. He just knows them because that's what Santa does. He knows everybody. Right. He's bringing gifts right. around the world. He knows who's naughty and nice. And he's got that big list. And and you forget that's who he is. But it is. And so it's it's I, I like how they throw those little touches in where. You forget, and then you're like, "Oh shit, yeah, he's he's Santa, <laughs> and he's he's practicing his target shooting," you know. <laughs> right. Even uh, Ruth winds up saying, "She goes, you're having fun, just shooting your guns and blowing holes into the cars," and he's like, "Yeah." <laughs> right. Um, but and you got to throw a shout out to um, the actress who plays Ruth, and I can't. I tried to to memorize her name, and I can't remember what it was, but she's. She was just great as uh, as his wife. I mean, that's the thing. Everybody in this film was just perfectly cast. That kid, man, he was creepy. You know, he did such a good job. Um, uh, they they all really did. Um, what what did you think about the the whole military um, uh, side story? I thought it was pretty interesting. Uh, interesting twist on it. Because, you know, all these kids nowadays are vicious kids and stuff like that. And Santa doesn't really want to bother with them. You can even tell when Santa is basically, when he's riding around in his truck, he's listening to the news. And he goes, right. these bastards. <laughs> so yeah. he just turns on off the radio and goes into the military compound. And I think that was a good moment to actually have where you have the military being involved. To where Christopher doesn't have... Santa just doesn't have that Christmas spirit anymore because of what these right. kids are doing. Yeah. So he's not going to make toys anymore. He's like, screw the toys, screw the kids. I'm going to do what I need to do next. The next thing you know it, he gets the deal with the military. Right. And he gets in there. Right. And then of course, his, then you find out the elves are making the, are making the weapons. Which is even hilarious. Seven. <laughs> because seven. Remember, his first guy, seven. <laughs> Because remember this, he said, uh, so, but, and the alpha goes, yeah, what toys are we making? You're not making toys. Right. Oh. <laughs> no, it's, um, I love that bit. I do too. And then also too, whenever they're eating, uh, their lunch and everything, they're scoffing down chocolate sweets and, and here's the oh, military and tossing people. sugar on right. top of it. And they don't, here's the thing, military, this is how you know the military does not understand anything. This is why they have Area 51 probably locked up, because they don't understand anything about <laughs> anything, especially with elves. And right. they're like, they're looking at them like, you do know you need other stuff aside from sugar. Right. <laughs> if you ate this, you know, if you ate four, all, all four food groups, you'd sprout right up, right? But they're elves, <laughs> no. and it's not even like... You could misunderstand their elves. They have pointed ears, right? They're obviously right. elves, but yeah, you could get bigger if you if you eat your four food groups. Or right? you know, you need at least not eight to nine hours of sleep because well, I sleep for twenty, and that's 
that gets us through eight hours. And right, another, right. For another 20. <laughs> right. You know, I, I was in the service, and um, I know guys like, <laughs> like that guy, right, who are just rigid by the book and don't know how to see outside of that world, you know? <clears throat> right. But, you know, I do have to admit, though, um, I did forget that he was Santa, Santa for a while. Because even when he goes on ahead, goes to the post office to check on his mail, it's just like an everyday thing that everybody does. Right. And things like that, which I thought was funny. And then you have Walter Goggins, who's going to the post office to find out where Santa is located at. Because remember, he called information right. to find out where Santa's at. <laughs> or it's Chris Kringle. His name's Chris Kringle. Kringle. Click. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and, no, I can't. I can't recommend enough for people to uh, to watch this. You know, it's it's uh, it's no, it's one a wonderful life. But then neither is it's a wonderful life, right? right. I, I don't know what that means, but it sounds wise. It doesn't doesn't sound wise at all. I don't. I don't even know why I said it. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'll just put it underneath the technical difficulties that we had at the beginning of the right, podcast. Right. There you go. Yeah. Uh, hello? Is this thing on? It's not. I don't. Right. But, My you mic know, stopped working again. But another funny moment, though, for me is him trying to find out where all the all the Christmas cards go with the people that right. are sending off Christmas cards to Santa Claus. So he goes over to the uh, uh, goes over to the mailman and he goes, hey, um, where do you guys go? Ahead? Where do you guys get your mail from to the North Pole? Right. He goes, oh, there's actually this mailbox that we have in our post office. And you have to talk to our manager and everything. And that's where it's located. At. He goes, oh, okay, thank you. And I'm like, all of a sudden, he just goes on ahead, just randomly shoots the guy and walks away. I'm like, right. all he did was ask. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was thinking about that earlier today. He shoots that other guy um, uh, in the truck, right? He shoots the supervisor. And it's like, I get it. The whole idea is I guess he's trying to tie up loose ends. But these guys have no idea who he is, right? They're not going to know. Oh, Chris Kringle's dead? You know what it was? This guy came up and asked me a question about him, so. I don't know. Or well, maybe they would. I'd probably be a terrible uh, hitman. Well, here's the thing. I I believe that he could have let the mailman go. But the manager, though, he needed to go because of the fact he saw his face. And, of course, he was also looking for Chris Kringle. And, of course, you know, he had him point blank on the desk with a gun pointed to his head. Yeah. Plus, did you see that tie he was wearing? You can't let a yeah. guy like that live. He's got to go. Yeah, that's uh, I'll tell time. you my my favorite part, and it's funny because it's not it's not the comedy, it's not the ridiculousness, it's not even the dark part. It's when um, uh, he's he's hitting the punching bag right now. He's working he's working on his upper body now, <laughs> and um, his wife walks in behind him and puts those folders there, and then he goes and he looks and it's 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 pictures of uh kids who would ask for presents like one was a a, a cook and obviously there's a picture of him as a kid and he's got um like a little toy cooking set and so obviously that's what he wanted a, as a kid and santa brought it to him and then it shows uh an older picture of him where now he actually is a chef right and there was a uh, there was a girl who became a firewoman in that and um or a fire person um no letters, fire person. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and uh, 
I just thought it was a very sweet moment. It was a really pivotal moment too, right? Because it changes right. as he goes from being this grumpy friggin' bastard to um, to uh, someone who's happy in his work. It's what makes him realize why mm. he's been doing this, right? And so it's a really important scene. And uh, I got to admit, I, I teared up a little, but <laughs> I'm on a lot of medication, so <laughs> okay, know, I tear I up you. at the I tear up at the Muppet movie too. So. <laughs> But, you know, that's something that I want to say, though. I like that because it's moments like that where he remembers what it was like to deliver presents yeah. to kids that deserved it. And how, you know, just the character of kids themselves being appreciative of what he did did for them. Right. Versus how he's dealing with kids in today's society and made him sour. And yeah. I think that's a reminder with Ruth is like, remember the t- good times that you had with right. these kids. Don't re- go, don't fall back on today's time and think that every kid's the same when they're not. Remember the good for what it was and focus right. on now on maybe because there could actually be a time where there are, could be some good kids later on down the road. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the, the thing is that's, that's what it is about this movie and what makes it so good is it's not besides being just weird and and Mel Gibson is Santa with a gun, right? And uh, all of this, all, everything that that really draws people into the movie. It's got a lot of heart too, you know. I mean, it, it's not just like a, um, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen Shoot 'Em Up. I love that. Movie, yeah, Shoot I love em Shoot 'Em Up. Right, but it's it's a one trick pony, right? It, it really is all the way through. It's a great, great film but it, it really is there's one thing and there's there's this guy now of course that's what it's supposed to be is a spoo- uh, uh stereotype over the top action film. films right but you know he's one character no no real emotions and here you got you got mel gibson who they they actually delve into his character you know they they really do they they show a more human side of his when when he's so dark about everything else you know and the scenes with his wife are very sweet and and loving even when he is being grouchy right and she calls him on it and he he agrees yeah you know i'm uh this is the way i am or however he says it right but um there's a lot of scenes with him it really uh delves into the character of who mel gibson is as as santa i can't even say that without smiling (laughs) (laughs) right but the other thing it is ridiculous but it's amazing how they pulled it off it really is definitely and then ruth the back and forth with ruth with the chemistry between them was really good like you mentioned but i also like it whenever he's sweating his balls off and everything and just from punching the punching bag he goes hey do you want to get you know and he's trying to get frisky with her and because what do you she goes what are you trying to do he goes come on come on baby you know let's let's go upstairs just not you not like you smelling like that just come on it'll be good for you <laughs> but i like but yeah. he's like do i really smell that bad and takes a whiff yeah. and he's like oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> like he agrees with her but he comes back later and let it be said Santa does get weight in this film. He does. Yep. Yeah. Good on him. Good on him. At least he got laid before the shootout with uh, Arthur Goggins' character. That's right. And he needs to, right? Because Santa only comes yeah. once a year. It's a year. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that would suck. <laughs> right? It's terrible. Oh, my God. Poor guy. 
Well, maybe he should have gone some blue shoot. Maybe that might have helped. Maybe, 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 maybe they would come more than uh, just once a year. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, count on me to take us on a hard left. <laughs> hey, we were talking about shaving balls last That time. is uh, true. <laughs> that is true. And, and, uh... <laughs> because of our Manscaped ad. That's so, right. yeah. That was, oh, what a great ad that was. It was right. so good. Uh, but, uh, let's. Let's also talk about another thing. Uh, when Chris actually does arrive to the farm, and then he sneaks in, and then he go, he's sneaking into the compound, and he's throwing these. Which we pipe should bombs. say, the compound is the North Pole. They basically the military is set up there, so it actually, well, not the North Pole, North Peak, but I mean, it's right. essentially it's Santa's similar. workshop, right? They're working right. out of Santa's workshop. Santa's military workshop. That's right. <laughs> You know what it also reminds me of? Remember the Tim Allen movie, The Santa Claus, where oh, yeah. they wanted him to make army uh, army toys for the oh, kids. Oh, that's right. And that's right. and Tim Allen had like a bitch fit over it because he was no S- Santa is not riding around in a army tank. Right. Guess what, kids? <laughs> and now here you have Santa making uh, stuff for the army. But I like the pipe, the bombs, and everything that they, that Walter, uh, that Chris put together. And then you see an elf just come out of off a break, and he looks. He has the bomb in his hand. I'm like, oh. and I felt. Uh, and you know what though? I had a moment of where I felt like he was a kid. I'm like, right. put that down. Right, right. <laughs> well, that's how. Uh, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, I can't remember what was his character's name. The uh... The bad dude there, Chris. Um, no, Chris was Santa. Uh, I thought that was, wasn't he? Was it also Chris? I don't think it was. Maybe Jonathan. they never actually. Jonathan. Jonathan, Jonathan was his name. Right, right. So you know, it's um, uh, um, that's how he treats the elf, right? That dude is. He's like, uh, okay, put it down. Don't play around with that. With <laughs> right, and the elf's just like and takes it apart. When he does that, I'm like, like a badass. <laughs> I'm like, damn. And then all of a sudden, now you see Jonathan taking down, all, trying to take down these elves now. Right, right, exactly. And how did he get? <laughs> he gets past all of those guys. I don't even know that any elves died. Like I didn't see any elves die at all. Right, but he took out every army s- soldier that there was there. That's what I noticed too. I'm like, wait a second. You mean to tell me that you're able to take down these army soldiers, but you can't take down these elves? All right, you can't. But get then again, elves. it's magic. The elves kick so. ass. And uh, and it's interesting that in the end, it's really Mrs. Claus who wins. Oh, look at this! I got a bug on my. But yeah, here. it's actually Mrs. Claus that winds up doing a shootout between Jonathan and her because mm-hmm. of the fact that you know. You have this wild, wild west kind of flavor to it, where you right. have to face off against Santa with Jonathan, and you know I like how as how Chris winds up running out of bullets. He he hurries up over to the uh, wooden uh, where the wood is at, at, and they're both. And I like how the cam- camera angle pan angles at the mm-hmm. both of them going down the um, the wooding the wood aisle, yeah, of it where the wood stack mm-hmm. is. And right. then Santa, uh, of course, gets out the, uh, the one of the logs and hits uh, Jonathan with it. And then, of course, that's when he winds up hitting him. And then that's whenever you think that this is going to be over with. Then I forgot that he had that little switchblade. 
that he installed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even remember them showing it earlier in the yeah, film. They, uh, they did. Probably they did, had like an didn't. Assassin's Creed kind of uh, <laughs> style. Yeah. <laughs> I thought to myself, how are you going to take out? You would have to get really up close and personal with him in order to do that. How is he going to do that? Then, of course, that's whenever he does take him out like that. But does he, though? <laughs> but, right. Right. Um, then, of course, he also shoots uh, Chris in the eye. And then after that, he goes on ahead. He sees Ruth going back into the house after she shoots him. And then you see this blood trail going into the house. Right. But what did you think of the action sequences? So I thought um, I thought they were really good, right? They, you know, it, it's funny because the, the premise is so ridiculous, right? Like the premise is, is an over-the-top thing, but the film itself is not really over-the-top. Um, you know, certainly not like um, like shoot 'em up that we were talking about earlier. Um, it's it's um, I mean, there's a gunfight for sure, but it's a very small part of the film, right? There's not really like that last bit takes up maybe five minutes, and that's it. The rest is this guy trying to find uh, Chris Kringle, and really, <clears throat> the film is basically a character study, and it's about Santa and how he's he's losing faith right and um and how he winds up getting it back so it's it's um uh, the action sequence it was good it was tense um but i don't think the film was really about that you know i think it really was about about True. chris kringle and how how he was so it I just really love how they set this whole thing up, right? Like it was just the perfect amount of of everything. The the True. way they did it, perfect amount of action. If they'd have gone too much, then it just might have been silly. Um, and uh, if they'd have gone too much on the sappiness, then it would just be weird having this and drawn out later. Did you did you think he was going to kill a kid when he showed up at the? End? Okay, so my whole entire time that I'm watching this, I'm like. What is the outcome for Billy? What's the life lesson for Billy? Right, because there right. has to be some kind of lesson for the kid. Because he's just a selfish bastard. Let's just put it like that. So when Santa comes and knocks on the door, and then you see uh, Billy, he's actually trying to drug his mom and his grandmother his into grandmother. Like, having an overdose. His grandma right. into an overdose. And he puts in the, in the milk, and then that's when, of course, Chris Kringle comes up the stairs. And he has this patch over his eye. He's walking. He barely got out alive against Jonathan. Right. And, you know, then Billy winds up uh, just looking at him, just dumbfounded that he even survived. Yeah. And my first instinct is this kid's going to die. Yeah, that's what I thought was going to happen. It's a very tense scene. They really um, racked up the, uh, the tension in it. I, I love how they set it up is, you know, uh, Ruth walks in and says, my name's Ruth, and this is Chris, right? And she doesn't say who, Chris, who, or anything else, just, and this is Chris, right? And immediately you're like, oh, shit, something's going to happen now. And uh, it's very tense moment. And you, you really wonder if they're going to kill the kid. Do you think they should have? Do you I think, think they should have killed him in act- the film? To be honest with you, I feel like if they went on ahead and killed him and everything, to me, personally, I feel like that that little image that we got where there was like some goodness in Chris, mm-hmm. 
and he was remembering those no, times, I think that yeah, he would actually totally go right. right back to his heart being hardened again. Yeah. So I think if he went on ahead and killed Billy and didn't choose for forgiveness, he would go down that road again. No, no, I, I, yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I think uh, had they killed him, <clears throat> even though I kind of wanted him to, uh, but had they done it, um, it, that was the thing was he had turned a point, right? Like in, in films, you always, uh, characters got to have an arc, right? And uh, he had, you know, that middle of the arc is where he turns from uh, from being bitter and losing his faith to starting to regain his faith. And so had he, uh, had he killed him, it would have kind of killed that whole arc and really taken away, like I said, the great stuff about um, the, the great character study that it was. For sure. And I also liked how he threatens the kid. If you right. threaten this girl, if there's if she even gets a cold, I'm gonna come for you. Yeah. I will know when you do something wrong to her. If your grandma happens to die of an overdose or if anything happens to her, I will come after you. Yeah, yeah. No, it's like I said, it's it it is very tense because you really, you know, for a moment you wonder, is he gonna put this kid out out, you know, and of course then he doesn't. But um you really don't know for a moment, you know. He's you're like, Man, where's this gonna go? And I assume he's gonna get cold next year. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you don't get to try to assassinate Santa and still get that, you know, that Lego set, right? Well, I think that there might be an act of forgiveness if, of course, he does what Santa told him to do, what Chris told him to do, which is not to kill the grandmother, which, and also to not threaten the little girl anymore, and not acting like a douchebag, a ball bag to all his peers. I believe there might be some act of forgiveness, but he might start him off with maybe a small gift and then work his way up to a bigger gift later on. Well, I think that's a low bar, right? Like, (laughs) Oh, you didn't kill grandma. Okay, here's your Lego set, right? I mean, you gotta you gotta kind of offset it by doing something good, right? right. Really good, right? Like right. volunteering with the ASPCA or something. You know, right. You can't just, it's like you know what? You didn't you kill grandma. Not today. kill your you know grandmother. You get, you get a still get a, still get a, an Xbox, right? Right. You don't <laughs> get no Xbox. Can. I don't know. I don't know the rules. <laughs> I, never I don't think that's my... how it works on that one. I never killed my grandmother. I never got an Xbox, though. Dear so. Santa, I want a PS5. I never killed my grandma. Love, it's, Billy. It's, it's a good, it's a nice Hugs and kisses. Bet. It is. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, I, I, to be honest with you, I'm glad that you brought this to my attention. I've seen posters for this movie. Mm-hmm. I just never... You know, you know, I just never checked it out until now. So I'm glad that it's streaming on Peacock and everything. And that's yeah. where you guys can actually check it out uh, and everything too. This also, what I, what I want to say this, is this though: this movie has a 45 percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which to me deserves a little bit more than the 45 yeah, percent rating. That's actually surprising that that's what it is. I wonder why. Although, so I wonder because it's streaming as as um. On Peacock, I wonder if there's a critics review or percentage figured into it the way there would be, like, you know, with Spider-Man or something like that. I don't know. There probably yeah. is. There's that probably some. Down. Yeah, there's probably some movie reviewers mixed in with some average reviewers as well that controls the uh, the meter and stuff right. like that too. 
there's also too. This was also a twenty million dollar budget. Was so it? Actually... Is that what they paid? Twenty million bucks. That's pretty yep. good. What do you uh, think uh, Mel Gibson's yeah. going rate is these days? Like to a be buck fifty. Top fifty. He's not. He's not as big as he was back when he was first starting out. Certainly not. Back when we all liked him. Remember, right. it broke my heart when when Mel won his went on his little rampage. Uh, I I liked him. He was pretty funny, and uh, he seemed like a genuinely nice guy. But um, you know, again, I gotta say it's one of those things I've avoided a lot of his movies. But when I read this premise, it's like, oh, well, I gotta see this. And uh, right, because I gotta admit, he's really he's really good. And you know, we forget that Mel Gibson is actually a really good actor. You know, definitely. And he gave us, even though it's like silly, he gave us things to care about and everything too. Uh, like I, like we said before, he was dealing with depression. He was done with the with doing things for the kids. And then there's like that little lightheartedness with uh, Ruth reminding him of his past. And then there's also a lot of other meat that you can actually digest and everything where you can forget about the ridiculousness of it. You can forget about the yeah. dark comedy of it. And there's a moral to it is not to be a ball bag to other kids. Otherwise, there's repercussions <laughs> and everything, too. <laughs> not to try to put a hit out on Santa. Santa. Right? <laughs> Take out the Easter Bunny, man. <laughs> That's going to be next. Right. But, you know, a sequel. Yeah. But you see, though, I like off the wall stuff sometimes if it works. Yeah. Like Wally's Wonderland, that worked for me for right. Nic- for a Nicolas Cage movie. This works yeah, because it's something good. original, and then no one even thought about, hey, let's go in and put Santa in Alaska. And you know what we'll do is we'll go on ahead, and what we'll do is we'll put a hit on Santa. What? <laughs> I can right. see them pitching that idea. Yeah, no, it's amazing this thing got made. I um. I uh, I I love weird films. I know that's that's hard to believe. I I love off the wall films, weird films, cult films. When I was growing up, midnight movies were huge. I don't know if they actually do that a whole lot anymore with no, video they, and they streaming. Much done away with them. It was really uh, it, it was a neat what a time to be alive. It, it was it was neat to go and it was something very special about films like Fat Man would play you know at midnight and and you'd go in with this you know everybody else was around you and you you just it felt like a very special thing you were watching and when i first saw this it kind of made me think of that stuff right going to a street playhouse and see rocky horror or uh going to the waverly and seeing uh stop making sense you know just that that whole unique uh wow we're really seeing something special now you know and, exactly and um you know that i i really feel that way about this thing i think it's it's uh uh, it would be too easy to have fucked this up, and they did not. You know, they, Definitely they not. actually made something really good. So, um, is there any other thoughts regarding Fat Man or anything like that that you wanted to touch on? Um, what do you think? Does he do a racing stripe? <laughs> what do you think? How's he manscaping? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I think little, he has a long time. Oh, he's hanging out. little, you know, Christmas balls off of it. Oh, my God. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Um, shaving an angel in there. <laughs> oh, man. Have we dragged this show down? Nah. I think we're going to be okay. Your other guests so, do this. Do they just drag this down to the dregs? 
Nah, we still have uh, one viewer that's been watching us this whole time, so that's always good. Is, is that Brandy? <laughs> I, Brandy. I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, man, it's always a pleasure to have you on and everything, Thank too. You. I just want to point that out. Um, uh, it's, always, um, it's always a thrill to be here. Um, you know, uh, I... I didn't want to bring this up. I haven't gotten the check yet for the last uh, time I was on the show. Well, that's because you're breaking if... stuff. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> you got to use my use my salary for <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> for to fix things. <laughs> I don't you blame. I probably owe stuff. you money, right? I don't blame you right. at all for not paying. <laughs> well, if you could stop breaking stuff, Chris, I would actually have you on more. You Maybe I could pay you a little money. bit. I but... know, Jesus. I uh, yeah, I'm terrible at this. Speaking of being terrible, I know that you're uh, fucking terrible at playing video games. <laughs> and I know that, that you is have the a, best segue ever. <laughs> I know you have a little YouTube channel out there that you might want to tell people about. I do, I do. I would love to tell people about this, so I have more than twenty six people watching my stuff. Um, so uh, yeah, I I I suck at video games, and so I love video games, right? I mean, I've been playing since I was a little kid, and uh, I I still play them console i was playing like i almost missed the show because i was playing uh seven days to die and um i was just wrapped up in it we had horde night but i'm, I'm terrible at it. as much as i love it i'm terrible and so i i started doing this show called um i fucking suck at video games and um mainly the reason i called it that was because i fucking suck at video games and uh so yeah it's basically just me playing things right like uh i started playing um the doctor who game Right, which was actually pretty cool. You know, I'm a huge Doctor Who fan. And uh, I played Injustice 2, the fighting game. I'm really bad at fighting games. And true to form, <laughs> I got my ass beat by Wonder Woman. She, I see the poster back there. She's smiling back there because she kicked my ass all over town, man. Um, and, uh, and a lot of uh, Seven Days to Die. We, we put a lot of our Horde Nights on there and stuff. And it's just me babbling the way I always do and um, messing up and having problems. And I'm always happy to to have people, um, you know, recommend what game they want me to play because I have shit tons of games on Steam and, and uh, Epic. So, uh, yeah, um, you know, uh, if you go on YouTube and or actually the easiest way to find it, let's go to my website. It's minorjoystudios.com. M-I-N-O-R-J-O-Y. <laughs> Did you see me look up there? Because I had to remember how to spell joy. Uh, studios.com. And you'll see a link to my YouTube page and, you know, subscribe and you can watch me humiliate myself just kind of like how I am right now. <laughs> well, at least you didn't have to take over for me whenever uh, we had the storm like before. I so. did. Oh my god, that was terrible. I didn't even know if we were still showing. I don't know if you do a bloopers reel. You got to put that on a bloopers reel. My god, I didn't fun. know if it was. I'm just talking and trying to to do the show, but then I'm not even sure if the show's actually going on. So then I just stop and I'd start laughing and just, oh, what a horror show, man. That is exactly like how i play video games is that right there all right so with that being said that's gonna be it for the show for tonight and everything i want to thank you chris for showing up and everything thank and you. doing this review for me this means so much to me um i hope you have a merry and safe christmas to you thank you very much and uh to you guys too to you thank and you. yours your lovely fiance thank you i do we do appreciate that As a matter of fact i'm going to be spending time with her 
tomorrow at her sister's and then we're celebrating over my i'm gonna be like a hobbit i'm celebrating two christmases so that means (laughs) how how does her family feel about her marrying a hobbit she's you know what she's also my hobbit though too she's i'm a little bit taller than she is so it works out great (laughs) <laughs> a couple of hobbits <laughs> right but anyways guys you guys can always find me in my hobbit hole uh at movie lovers tv lovers night on Facebook nobody wants to see Facebook. your hobbit hole <laughs> <laughs> that, that does not sound God. right There's so many things <laughs> <laughs> but anyways you guys can go on and follow me at movie lovers tv lovers night on facebook and on instagram and underneath the same brand name on instagram then, of course, guys, get an audio-only podcast episode of this episode and many episodes that we do here at Movie Lovers Night, wherever you guys get your podcast from. Of course, you guys can also find us on Good Pods. Good Pods is a great place to go ahead and rate us and find us over there. And, matter of fact, we can actually interact with you guys, and you guys can re- and we can reply back. Tell us what you think about our episode. Go ahead and rate us over there. Also, too, you can also rate us on Apple Podcasts and do that, too. Then, of course, go ahead follow, uh, and also, to rate us on Spotify as well. If you guys want to, go ahead and follow me underneath Movie Lovers Unit Zero on TikTok, and then, of course, Lovers Unit on Twitter. And then if you are a sponsor or would like to be on the show, just go ahead and reach out to me at movieloversunite at gmail.com. And thanks again, thanks again, Chris. I do appreciate it. And I can't wait yeah, to have no you problem. back on the show again. Thank you much. I had a blast, as always. Thanks, man. And always until next time, guys, have a merry and blessed Christmas, and I'll see you back here on Monday, 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, doing our Dexter review. And talk to you guys later. Oh,